Hi, this is Deborah Voorhees. I am from Friday the 13th, Part 5, and you are listening to the Huh? Podcast. Check. Check, check. Check, check. Car check. everybody we are back and we're mobile and we're mobile this is dino with her podcast and michelle and michelle um yeah we're doing something a little different we are out and about getting some fresh air um it's recording little, in our car we're recording in our car so this will be fun if hearing kids scream you'll hear the air conditioning Right. Um, originally, I was planning on. I know I posted on uh, Twitter and Facebook that I was planning on uh, recording with Andrew and Keith. You know, my, my buddies from way back. You know, Keith and I have been friends for over 40 years. Andrew and I have been friends since we were about 13. Um, we were, we got together, we recorded for about five hours, and we sat back afterwards and said, yeah, we probably have about 27 minutes worth of usable audio on this, because... And it's not in one time block. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not. It, it would take some surgical precision to get a decent podcast out of that. But we needed it. It was a catharsis. We hadn't been in the same area in, what, eight years? The three of us. And we hadn't even spoken to each other for a while. So there was a lot of catharsis I had to go on and reminiscing and stuff like that. Outside of what our topic would have been. So, it was good. We will uh, get together in a couple of weeks. And we'll be on point. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I trust that. That's the plan. And And the best laid plans of... Mice and men. Yes. I know. But, hey. So, we decided to mix it up and... Do a mobile podcast. Just circumstances being what they were today. Yeah. This worked out. It worked out well. It worked out well. So, uh, let me see. Anything? I'll be. We really haven't been watching anything that's. No. Been busy working on the house. Yeah. We've been doing. Well, I say we. I mean, Michelle. I've been working. And you've been grinding away. Yeah, but I always have something for you to do at the, the on the house. Right. When you get I mean, home, we so. we got the new back door up, so that was good. New curtain on the back door, then and that wall painted, and and then you painted the side door and the front door and, and the, the laundry door, laundry room door. So that was good. Cleaned out the carport. Yeah. Either got bit by a spider or poison ivy. I have no idea what this is on my arm. Yeah. 
Well, we All I know is it hurts. Yep. Well. Life goes on. We'll get through that. And wait, 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 wait. I'll get through that. Well, you, you, you're acting like I don't try to carry a burden here for you. You know? Not for nothing. I don't carry that burden. It's on my arm. I, I, I suffer along with you, honey. Are you trying to say I complain about it a lot? No. That's why it's easier to suffer along with you, because half the time I don't know when you're hurt. It's like, oh, you know, I've been hurt this for a month. Really? I didn't know that. And I don't think it's because I don't pay attention. No. <laughs> I think it's because I have a high tolerance of pain. Yeah. I birth children without medication. That's true. Except for the emergency C-section. Yeah, that one okay, night. you had two kids with no epidural. <laughs> and <laughs> another one, yeah. <laughs> kind of hand-delivered to you after <laughs> emergency C-section. That one was a toddler, okay? That's that, true. She, that, <laughs> she came out walking. That one, my, my pain was before I had her. <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, I think we've mentioned it before, that she was born three weeks early at 11 pounds, 6 ounces. 22 inches long. Yeah. I gave birth to a toddler, okay? <laughs> yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah, this really is a different feel. Uh, driving. <laughs> it's hard to stay focused. <laughs> but it's funny because we have such good conversations in the car normally, but they, they're normally or uh, They're off the cuff. Yeah. So. And I think we're kind of going off the cuff. That's maybe. why we're doing this. Yeah. So... But no, I mean, we haven't been watching anything, so I, as far as that goes, it's hard to, Yeah. you know. I mean, I... No, a lot of our shows are coming to their season's end. Right. Like Rookie, Rookie and 911, right. which you're actually, what, a month behind on 911 now? At least. Uh, no, yeah. About four, about four about episodes. Three or four, yep. So about a month behind. So, thank God for Hulu. I think Masked Singer is finishing up this week. Yeah. Um. I said the rookie we watched. That ended. Um. I started watching. Uh. Intruders. And that was on. Was that Hulu? That was Hulu. I think so. And that is a. Suspense sci fi ish. Uh. TV show from 2014. It was a BBC show that was uh, based on the novel Intruders by Michael Marshall Smith. And that has uh, Millie Bobby Brown in it before she was in Stranger Things. So. And I had read the book and this is Heck, I read the book when it first came out, so that's quite a while ago. And then I uh, I saw the show when it first premiered on BBC, and honestly, I remembered liking it, but couldn't remember a thing about it. Yeah. I, I think when I saw it, when we watched the first episode like yesterday, is the first time I... Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, you know, it's your sci-fi suspense thing kind of along the lines of like X-Files or 
I guess even something like the devs where it, it is that melding of modern sci-fi and intrigue and stuff like that and it and it appears to be about a society of people that are grasping for immortality through like conscious transference I suppose which would kind of go along the line of um, upload which is well I mean you know as far yeah. as trying to remain you know Achieve immortality. I mean, and I kind of got that from the first episode, but it, for me, it, it. I mean, I need to see more before mm-hmm. I have, a, you know, a complete. Yeah. But as of right now, it feels very um, muddied. Right. Does that mm-hmm. would that be the right word? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you can obviously tell something's going on, but you. You have you get absolutely no information. Yeah. In the first episode. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're by the end of the episode, you're still like, what am I watching? Right. And, and I don't get this. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping that somewhere in the next yeah couple of episodes, you get more detail. And if anyone isn't familiar with Michael Marshall Smith or Michael Marshall, um, pick up his books. He is my favorite author. It's actually been a while since I've picked up any of his current stuff just because life happens. But he's got a way of writing that will kind of ruin you for other authors. Just his his wit, his way of explaining things. Um, His dialogue is amazing. Um, he can have the most horrific things going on, yet he'll find a way to make you laugh just with the way he lays things out. Um, the TV show so far doesn't convey that. <laughs> However, the book does. I, 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 I would love to see a faithful interpretation of one of his books. Yeah. And he writes under different names. Um, Michael Marshall is one where he does, did more of like a thriller type of thing. Michael Marshall Smith is a lot of his uh, deeper sci-fi. Uh, he did a book called Spares which was written before The Island came out, which is oddly, you know, similar. I, I think there's a story behind that somewhere. Let's just say Spare should have been a movie. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Only Forward is another great book. He writes a sci-fi world that, you know, appliances talk to you, coffee gives you an attitude, stuff like that. I mean, the guy is amazing. He's off his rocker. He has a great collection of short stories. Michael Marshall Smith. Check him out. 
Now, I started watching another show that you haven't seen. Um, I only went through episode one because I, I do want you to watch it with me. Uh-huh. Um, it's an older one. It, it's um, an Amazon original, but back from like 06. Oh, really? Which I didn't think they were... Yeah, they were a thing back then. ...doing stuff like that back then, but apparently... At least I'm thinking it was 06. I thought that's what I saw. If I'm mistaken, I'm sorry. But uh, called The Lost Room. The Lost Room? Room. The okay. Lost Room. It stars the, um, the the main guy. The lead guy is also the lead in 911. Okay. Um, and his daughter is played by Ella or Elle uh, Fanning. Okay. Dakota's sister. sister. Yeah. Um, and basically it's there I guess it was this hotel room I, I think it's the magic started with the room uh-huh. but everything that was in the room originally now holds some kind of a power so like if there was a pen in the room the pen would have this magical power mm-hmm. and that's the only power that you know because um, there is a pen and I forget what it does now but it has magical power um there's like a pamphlet that was in the room that it does something. Excuse me, but the key that belonged to that room, the magic power that that key now has is you. it can open any door and send you anywhere. Okay. Um, but you, go, you kind of go through that hotel room to get to where you're going. Right. So, like, so like if you're in your house, you can open the door with the key. Right. And you'd walk into the hotel room. But when you open the door and you would think you would go back into your house, yeah. it would be it wouldn't be your house anymore. It would be wherever you're going. Huh. Um and at the end of the I don't, this isn't a spoiler because it's older. At the end of the first episode, his daughter um, goes into the room. And the door closes behind her. Well, once the door closes, you go wherever you're going. Right. So when he opens the door up, the daughter's not there. And he has no idea where she is. Now, and the door can take you not only to a different location, but through time. Oh, wow. So, he right. how does he even know where to begin looking? Begin looking. Wow. Okay. And that's where I've seen it. And it's called The Lost Room. The Lost Room. And that's on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. So I do I do want to I want to watch that first one with you and pick that back up to see where that's going. Because it, it, it kind of almost leaves me with the same feeling that um, Intruders did the first episode. You're kind of like, okay, what? Wait right. a minute. I'm... Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it doesn't go in at all to how this room came this way or how all it was almost like this was a known fact all, all the different artifacts for this room are like for sale on the black market oh. at huge prices okay so yeah. yeah so that's one and that's another one okay cool yeah um Killian and I actually did watch something the other day um it actually, I think it might have been Sunday. Not yesterday, but Mother's Day. And I didn't bring it up just because, honestly, I forgot. 
But it brought me to a topic that I want that I mentioned on Twitter and Facebook and then put out an extension of time because we didn't record last night. But Killian and I watched Halloween 2. Now I had always said my favorite timeline because you know Halloween is kind of like the choose your own adventure uh, slasher series. You know you've got your Halloween and your Halloween 2 and then Halloween 3 you don't count in the timeline because it's really a standalone film that happens to take place at Halloween. That would have been a great idea had Halloween 2 never came along and they just did every movie as a different Halloween movie. But, see, Halloween was the proto-slasher. I don't consider it a slasher. Hot take number one. It is not a slasher. It is a great, it is a stalker suspense movie. But, not a slasher. But based on its success, Sean Cunningham developed Friday the 13th, which became the slasher. Then, Halloween, not John Carpenter, but like Mustafa Akkad, the producers, wanted another Halloween Let's see, your windshield wiper is going. Um, wanted another Halloween movie, but wanted to amp it up with the blood and the gore and start following the slasher role. So Halloween created Friday the 13th, and Friday the 13th created Halloween 2 and the slasher trope of Michael Myers. So it's kind of ironic. So, then, they had Halloween 3, people revolted because they didn't have Michael Myers, blah, blah, blah. Then they had 4, and 5, and 6, which was the Cult of Thornline, which to me is mm, kind of hot garbage. With the exception of Daniel Harris, who was very good in it. And then they did Halloween H2O, which was a sequel 20 years later to Halloween 2, then Resurrection, which was a sequel to that, which was hot garbage. Then Rob Zombie did his films, which are complete another animal. And then Halloween 18, which got rid of everything except for the original film. <laughs> and it was a sequel 40 years later. I like that timeline. I like Halloween uh, 78 and Halloween 2018. That is my preferred timeline now. I always thought the relation between Maury and Michael was kind of pigeonholed in there. And watching the movie the dialogue really just doesn't 
lent it really does seem like they were just trying to fit a square peg into a round hole for me on that mm-hmm. um the movie itself Killian pointed out his wife Killian's like why does nobody work at this hospital he's like there's five people and there's no patients at all there's one kid that's outpatient for a what's perceived to be a razor blade and an apple and Lori those are the only patients in this hospital the doctor that comes over is the only doctor and he was drunk at a party with the Strudes who still never showed up at the hospital the whole time granted this was before cell phones and pagers but Haddonfield isn't the big town people you could have located the strokes. Anyhow. So yeah, I... And I had bought Halloween too, And I was excited when I had the DVD in front of it. Because I hadn't seen it in a while. And, and it was a favorite of mine. I've, I've, I've turned on it. Not, not a huge fan. Do I hate it? No. But... Not for nothing. And then it just doesn't make sense how he comes back in four. I mean, he was burnt to a crisp. His eyes were shot out. At least Halloween 18. It may have been perceived as fan service, but it was consistent with the, you know, the eye gouge. You know, he has the one dead eye because of the hanger. He's got the knitting needle scar to his neck. He's older. You know, they, they really did a good job to me of making Michael Myers that same character from the first movie. So, that's my hot take on Halloween. That being said, I do want to watch 18 again in a little bit. So, I put a thing out and I said, well, why don't you give me your hot takes? And I've got quite a few. Alright. Alright. <clears throat> Josh from the uh, Cinematic Blind Spots podcast. He, he's up there in uh, Greenville, I believe. Okay. So, once this whole COVID thing ends, Josh, let's get together, dude. Um, he says. Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, is better than Blair Witch Project. Josh, that's a hot take, dude. And I 100% agree with you. It's no mystery. It's no secret. I despise Blair Witch Project. We saw it in the theater. (laughs) And we were... I get motion sickness. You get motion sickness. So I, it, it I didn't did, do well for me at right. all. But I walked out of there like pissed. I was like, what? Uh, what? Uh. And at that time, they had a lot of these like internet, you know, going to website and dig more. And I, I couldn't even be bothered. Couldn't even be bothered. We did it with uh, Harper's Island. Oh, yeah. And we did it with... Um, Oh man, I was on that Harper's Island website all the time trying to figure that out. Yep. I came close. Yep. I came close. Yeah, that was a 
one that had a lot of the, you know, between the online and the other, you know, and, you know, Blair Witch did it too, but uh, Murder in Small Town X had that, that whole thing too. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, let's see. Ah, kind of comics. Johnny Ganache. Uh, Green Lantern is way better than given credit for. I don't hate it. I, I know uh, Doug, Doug has that point of view too. Doug from My Heart Geek. Um, Day of the Dead is better than Dawn of the Dead. The makeup effects are a heck of a lot better. Um, I love both of them. But I, I, I could see that. And The Incredible Hulk is one of the best MCU movies. Thank you. There's so much hate for that movie and I don't get it. That's the one with uh, Ed Norton, not the Eric Banner one. Derek Bannawan is alright. No, no, it's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not. I mean, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like that one. So Wizard Podcast, Joey, Joey DiCarlo, Iron Eagle is better than Top Gun. I agree. I'm waiting to find a hot take I can fight with here. But, wow. You see, you surround yourself with, with friends that think like you. And so. I don't, yeah, and I don't even plan on it. So that's fine. Um, okay, yeah, so we're getting that. I, I, I knew you had said this. Uh, I heard Geek, Dub, listen to my uh, podcast where Dub was on. And then listen to his podcast, I Heart Geek, where I was on. And while I'm saying that, go listen to my, uh, the Hub podcast where Johnny Ganache and I talk. <laughs> Just listen to the podcast. Listen to them. Go back and listen to everything. <laughs> You're stuck in quarantine anyway. Have fun. But Dub, he says, yeah, he hates to admit it. Dub don't hate it, man. He liked both Suicide Squad and Green Lantern. Green Lantern, I can take joy and fun at. I, you know, through. Not a big fan of Suicide Squad, but I'm not going to hate you for it. Nick Quint. A buddy Nick Quint. Split Frame of Reference. The Synergist Podcast. He was on uh, our What the Hell episode. The Spear is one of the best movies of all time. That doesn't surprise me coming from Nick. I know he's a big Sin City fan. Um, I tell you, it's uh, one of Samuel L. Jackson's uh, kookiest performances. But... Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Those are, those are our Twitter... Wait, no. We got a few more. Um, Shoot the Flick Podcast. Man of Steel and Top Gun are just recruitment videos for the Army. 
<laughs> and Gone with the Wind is a snooze fest. Yes. I will agree with you on that. Can I admit something? What? I've never seen Gone with the Wind. No? No. Yeah, I've that never was... seen The Sound of Music. You've never seen The Sound of Music? No. Wow. Those, all, all those ones that are the... Classic. Classic. You ever see King and I? No. Wow. <laughs> but you have seen Fiddler on the Roof. Yes. And I will see it again. And then again. Yeah, we're... And maybe again. We're big Fiddler on the Roof fans. Um, but yeah, no, going with the wind, my mom used to watch it. So I'd watch it. Yeah, it's, it's not... See, now, you know, you make me not want to watch it. So, yeah. I will never see you're, you're, it. I, I mean, I respect it for being, you know, epic and panoramic and beautiful. But, that's about it. Okay, here, here we go. Johnny Numb. He's, uh, in the last, uh, the last knock with Billy Crash. He says... Halloween 78 is boring and badly paced, and the soundtrack stingers give the scares away. That I will agree with you. And Carpenter, he, he says here that Carpenter actually said, I wish I hadn't included so many stingers. Yes, it is very stinger heavy. Um, I do love it for what it is. It is a gate, it is a great gateway into horror proto slasher I think this Hell Knight are all good gateway into slasher movies um so I kind of 50 50 50 agree with you there Johnny oh no I think that's what we have on Twitter. On the tweets. But we do have Facebook still. On the Huh Podcast group. Oh, darn it. I, I'm doing my phone and my computer. <laughs> And your mic on your lap as and, we're driving. And my mic on my lap. Uh, and it's bye-bye. raining. And it's raining. So this is going to be all sorts of... No- this is going to be a fun one to edit. Mm. Trying to govern everything. Yeah, it'll be fine. Oh, wow. We got a lot here. Okay. Let's go. Justin McLean. Justin's a buddy of ours. He's a uh, part of the group. We're, we're also part of a couple of groups together. Uh, yeah, we're in a few groups together. Some uh, theologically. So he says the Star Wars prequel trilogy sucks worse than the Disney trilogy. Yes. There's no, there's no disagreeing. So you still haven't found one to disagree with? No. 
And and this is my thing. When Force Awakens came out, and I've said this before, and this is proof positive, when Force Awakens came out, people were referring to J.J. Abrams as Jar Jar Abrams because he, quote, screwed up the franchise. The fact that you're referring to him as a character that Lucas created in the prequels means he screwed the pooch first, folks. I mean, let's think about this. So yes, the prequels are not good. There might be a couple of moments of... of I don't want to say brilliance. Decency? Decency. There were some good parts in it. Or good aspects to it. Listen to my podcast with Andrew where we talk about the good, the bad, and the J.J. Abrams. Darth Maul. Great character. Completely wasted in the film trilogy. Yes, okay, I can go back and watch Clone Wars or Rebels. I don't want to. I wanted to see more in of him in the film franchise and not the fan uh, service that they gave him in Solo. That was stupid. Anyhow. But William Tanksley actually said, how can it be an unpopular opinion if it's something that's so obviously true? So, you're right, William. (laughs) Justin gave us a few, so thank you, man. Peter Jackson's King Kong is the worst of all the Kong films, down to including Son of Kong. Okay, yeah. I, I agree with you on that, too. I don't necessarily hate it. It is way too long. That whole ice skating thing at Rockefeller Plaza. Uh, that was horrible. So, yeah, I agree with that one. Nicholas Cage is on. Un- he also says Nicholas Cage is underrated. Actually, going back to the King Kong thing, I haven't seen uh, Kong Lives in a long time, so I don't know if it's the worst. But anyhow, <laughs> just want to be a completionist. Nick, he says Nicholas Cage is a, a conditionalist. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is very underrated as an actor. I agree. I, there's a lot of hate for Nicolas Cage. I think one of my favorite movies of him is uh, Family Man. It was good. We saw that in the theater. Yeah. I liked it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Mom and Dad. I love Mom and Dad. My biggest problem with Mom and with Mom and Dad was deciding who were the bad guys um, because. I, I get it. If you haven't seen Mom and Dad, I believe it's still on Hulu. Go see it. That's the one where all the parents get this insane urge to kill their kids for no reason. Yeah. So, let's see. Adjusting again. The two Fantastic Four films from the, uh, from the aughts are actually great movies. I like them. I like the Fantastic Four films. 
uh, Rise of Silver Surfer. I thought that was good. We saw that in the theater. I liked it. It was a heck of a lot better than the other crap that they came out with. Um, that newer one with uh, the girl from House of Cards and Michael B. Jordan as Human Torch. Oh! That was a wreck. So, Matt Smolinski. Smo. Holmes and Watson was a really good movie. Haven't seen it. So I can't agree with you there. So there's kind of a way. The Happy Time Murders is the best puppet movie ever made. I haven't seen it, but I'm a huge fan of Dark Crystal. So I'm going to be. Dark Crystal. Yeah, it's going to have to be pretty dang good. Um, And Death of Stalin is the best comedy of the past decade. Haven't seen it. But you've given me things to look to, so thank you. Justin and Matt get into a conversation <laughs> where Justin says he loved Happy Time Murders. Reminds him of the Smile Time episode of Angel, which I haven't seen. I really haven't watched Angel, which I kind of should because I like Joss Whedon. But. And Smo says that he likes it more than Sausage Party. Which I haven't seen Sausage Party either. I do remember when it first came out. When it came out on Netflix. And Gillian just saw the... I don't even... Did he even see the commercial for it? Or was it just the picture? I think it was just the picture. And he was little. He was... Well, he's 12 now, so what? He was about 8? 8 or 9? And he was like... Is this movie about peepees? Like, uh, yes, son, it is. So, no, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I saw somebody in, a, in the grocery store today that had a shirt on that says, I love my wiener. <laughs> yes, it was a picture of a little wiener dog. But oh. <laughs> they love their wiener. Yeah. Um, Justin comes in again. <laughs> Secular Hollywood is better at making Christian-themed films than pure folks. Dude, Absolutely. there's not, there's not a. I'm not even gonna get into the details of that. There's no way I can disagree. Good golly. I mean, they think Christian movies think that the VHS is still up to date. Yeah. Pureflex or, or what was that Cloud Cloud Ten Pictures that made oh, oh gosh uh, Billy Mac Billy McLaughlin uh, no, ma- no matter what he sees Keanu Reeves in he is always Ted Theodore Logan <laughs> and Nicolas Cage is always that may be true but as far as a human being. Oh. Like Keanu oh. Reeves is... Yeah, yeah, he seems to be a superstar person. Uh, Smoke comes in with one more. He says the golden age of comedy was between the years of uh, 2000 and 2016. Mm-hmm. Alright. The last great comedies of the 90s. Uh, something about Mary, the Adam Sandler brawl based on physical and gross out comedy that reached its peak. Just as more cerebral, witty, dialogue-based comedies were popularized by Judd Apatow movies like Anchorman, Dodgeball, 40-Year-Old Virgin. 
smoke. Uh, then came Tropic Thunder, my Stepbrother. stepbrother. There was a lot on there. But, <clears throat> so yeah, we had quite a few. I, I appreciate everybody's feedback on there. Great conversation. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, anything else been going on? discredit that. I'm just saying I never thought of it that way. Well, you shut up. Well, I guess now I will. <laughs> Time to reconsider life. <laughs> but, um... It's like one of those memes. I was this many days old when I found found out that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I was, th- I was this... I was today years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was today years old when I found out that Arby's is actually named for R.B. Roast Beef. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's like, oh. <laughs> Holy crap. Never thought of that. Uh, but anyway, no, yeah. I think that's uh, all We're doing good. Yeah. But, um, and if you haven't listened to our bonus episode with, um, with Deborah Voorhees or seeing the video I put up on YouTube go ahead go watch that that's some great fun um I really appreciate you guys sticking around helping us out I wanna and I did this on Twitter and I wanna do it on the podcast and give shout outs to everybody you know I'm enjoying doing this um, doing this podcast, I enjoy having corresponding with people. I enjoy being part of this podcast community, and everyone that's helped us out with, with feedback, with tips, with encouragement. You guys are awesome. You know. And, you know, I've shouted out quite a few during the uh, feedback, but Dub from My Heart Geek, thank you very much, man. Your your tips and your encouragement have been amazing. Johnny Ganache, thank you, man. Um, You're always an encouragement. Pester Matt with Father and Son Watch Horror Movies. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show also. 
you're, you're... Did that just say what I thought it said? Sorry, I don't what? want to interrupt you. No, oh, hey. What do we got? Chicken nuggets. Yeah. C-H-I-C-E-N. Chicken? Chicken? Chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Okay. That is, that is Newberry... <laughs> Education. <laughs> okay. Sorry, go back to the shout outs. I really do apologize no. for that, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, so we, JP Willie, for being on the show. Thank you. PJ, PJ Ames, thank you for being on the show and, and for encouraging us. Harrison Smith, thank you for being on the show. Reason why I keep going is because you know you guys make it enjoyable to continue doing this. I don't want to get all snark, you know, Weepy. sentimental or whatnot. Weepy. And thank God I'm sober because if I was drinking, <laughs> I'd be a blubbering mess right now because I'm that type of <laughs> junk. <laughs> but I just want to thank you guys once again. Stay decent to each other. Peace. See ya. Bye.